Good morning. I want to grant, greet each of you in Christ Jesus' name this morning as we uh, gather together and worship our Lord and Savior. This morning I'm going to be looking at uh, Luke uh, 18. One through eight, and kind of the title of my message is "Pray Always, Continue, Persistence, God's Timing, and Find Faith." Let's uh, bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Lord, it's just come before this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. As you look down on us, Lord, as we meet this morning, may you be with us, and that we can have our hearts open and be like a sponge, Lord. As I look at Luke eighteen here, Lord, may you may we learn from it and glean from it, Lord, what your truth is. So, Lord, just ask you to be with the rest of the message bearers, be with everything about today, Lord, that we can draw closer to you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Luke 18, 1 through 8, probably a pretty common message, but uh, I want to just look at this here. It says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. So to look at that, the first thing... Uh, there in 18, it says, always to pray. And then we also look at Ephesians 6 and says, praying always. And if we look at that, sometimes we're a little confused. What does that mean? What should we be doing? Continuing praying all day, not do any work and just pray? And uh, I don't know how many of you have this book, Daily Truth for Godly Youth. But it was kind of interesting this week in one of our devotionals. And the title was kind of catching and kind of spoke on that. It said, Coughing and Praying. And you're like, what, what does those two have together? And uh, praying always with all prayer and supplication in spirit, Ephesians 6, 18. It says, Pray without ceasing. It's a Bible command, concise, but perhaps not altogether clear. I, I for one, have wondered how to literally obey the instruction of 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Does it mean praying for 24 hours a day, non-stop? Would a tape recording of my spoken voice be a good application of this verse? How about a prayer chain involving all members of the congregation? Just what is meant by praying without ceasing? My understanding of the phrase has been broadened by discovering that during Roman times, the Greek word translated, without ceasing, was used in describing a cough. A praying person is something like a coughing person. And as we understand, I think probably every one of us has got a cough at one time or other, and it's when it comes upon you, you've got to cough. I mean, you've you got you to get it out there. You can try to hide it for a little while, but after a while it's still tickling there and it's, it's going to come. 
It says, even someone who coughs all day does not give one long, continuous cough. Rather, he coughs at intervals. In the same way, a Christian isn't involved in one long, drawn-out prayer, but prays whenever he needs to or is prompted to. You wouldn't say a person with a cough has stopped coughing just because at a given moment he is not coughing. Likewise, though a child of God isn't constantly on his knees or engaged in conscience prayer, you wouldn't say he has stopped praying. Our bodies may unexpectedly feel the need to cough. Our spirits may suddenly sense the need to pray. A person with a cough may cough frequently, hardly a good thing. A person walking with God will pray frequently, definitely a good thing. The spirit of prayer will prevail without ceasing. Thus, a devotional time can continue throughout the day. And as I looked at that, I thought it just brought clarity that for us, sometimes we feel it's pressed upon us that we need to pray for this brother. And then I would say, just like if the cough came, let's, let's pray. Let's, uh, we don't know what he's going through, but let's pray for it. And then also... Uh, of course, it says faint not, so don't don't get tired of praying. Uh, we need to keep knocking on on heaven's door, keep praying to God. And then Revelations eight three and four, it talks about the prayers of the saints. So I feel God God loves when we pray, and I don't know. I can just imagine a warehouse full of, of I don't know if he has what kind of bottles he has, but it sounds like there in Romans that he would have emptied out those the the bottles or the vows of, of, of the prayers of the saints. So it's very important. Right. And then I'm going to look at a little bit on a, a persistent and persistent consistency. And I guess that's what I'm going to base a little bit of this on. If we look at persistent and what it means, it means continually, continuing firmly in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. And it just says, he has been a persistent critic of the project. And the other trans, uh, other definition would be continuing to exist or endure over a prolonged period. Persistent rain will affect many areas. And I would say persistent prayer will also affect many areas in your life. And if we look at what does consistent mean, what, what does that mean? Consistent is acting or done in the same way over time. And then it just says the parents are being consistent and firm in their reactions. So as I looked at that, uh, as we can see here, this widow lady, apparently she was, she was uh, persistent. She didn't just come one time to him. But uh, he kind of looked at it like, even though I don't fear God or man, I'm tired of her coming and knocking on my door. We're going to take care of that and uh, we can see that God also said that he is going to avenge them speedily. He's not going to tarry around. Not that he don't like hearing our prayers, but, but if we pray in earnest, he will be there. And I think for me, in my, uh, how would you say, as I looked at this, it spoke more to me, so you should just kind of listen into it, a little what it wrote down. We as humans, I mean, we, we struggle with being consistent, or I do. Uh, we can have good, good uh, intentions. We're going to be uh, be persistent. We're going to be have consistency, and we can probably do that on our own for about a week, maybe two weeks. But then, when the rubber hits the road, and the life life kind of comes, and and uh, 
more kind of bunt upon us, we kind of let that thing slide again. And uh, I kind of like how Marcus would have shared in our accountability to pray for your wife. Well, I'd done well for a couple of weeks, and it kind of slipped again. And I reminded that again that we, we need to do that. We need to purpose in our heart to where it becomes, it just becomes something we do. It becomes a habit. We need to be consistent. We need to, how would you say, we need to not be constantly reminded, but we need to be at that point to where we realize what we gain by doing it is worth more than that it becomes a habit that we don't have to force ourselves to do it. Now, don't take it that I have to force myself to pray for my wife, but you get what I'm, what I'm meaning. And so it's just like the unjust judge, he got tired of continually hearing this one request. We need to be that way with our prayer life with our child training, with every good aspect of our life, a community helper, a godly leader, family man, and also to be a persistent encourager. We need to be persistent, encouraging people to keep pressing on. And child training is kind of where I'm in the middle of it, thick and, thick and thin, how would you say? Uh, I heard the statement is made that the pain, or using the rod... Or persistent, persistent consistency, continual reminding, whatever you do to remind that child of what he done is wrong, needs to be greater than going ahead and just doing what needs to be done. So if your child has a, comes in the door and don't put his shoes away, the pain of not putting his shoes away needs to be greater than for him to go back and pick up his shoes and put them away right without being told. And... Uh, the other thing is, and it is a whole lot easier if the child or, or children get their will, thinking, and flesh or body aligned with what is best for them. And then we as parents, we need strength because we're not running just a short jog. We're in a marathon. It's going to take time. We're going to continually, continually keep running. But let's not, let's not grow weary. Let's be persistent. And keep pressing on. So many times we as parents are battling with the time clock. We think we don't have time to help with the alignment of their will, thinking, and flesh or body. We are tired. Maybe you aren't tired. I'm tired. I feel like I've been in a marathon and keep running and running and running and not going anywhere. But let's pick up and keep going. Let's keep And then the question oftentimes, how many times do we have to tell them before they'll learn? Well, I think we look back at our parents, you know, sometimes I said it's amazing that my dad has any hair left. With the, My mom usually said that they had outhouses at the church, and she said the path was hot going back and forth from church. So I realize now when I have to take my child out that when I want to say not again, that maybe I'm reaping with what I had, what I had done earlier. She made it through, and hopefully I will too. So. And then as husbands, husbands, bless your wives. We need to rise up and lead out. And the other thing is you're not competing with your wife, but you're working as a team. So I encourage you to do not compete with each other. And then husbands, I myself, make sure you know the health of your wife. Make sure you know where her emotional status is. Make sure you know where she's at. Does she need time alone? Does she need 
What does she need? Can you help her along? Also, children. How would you say for husbands? I'll go back to that. For husbands, you know what clicks with your bride. You know what she likes, what's special to her. Maybe you need to take monthly date nights. Maybe you have something else that's special. Maybe it's time alone out in your back 40 somewhere or along the highway. It doesn't matter, but whatever clicks with your wife, do it. Be there for her. The other thing is, if it is monthly date nights, I don't think there's any family that's going to say, we don't want to babysit your children if you have young children. I think most families want to. We need to bless the marriages that are here to where they can, again, go home and press forward. What about your children? When was the last time you sat in your family room, your living room? When's the last time you just got together and talked and connected? The other question is, maybe we are too busy during the week. Sometimes the question is, you just don't fellowship on a Sunday. Well, I think sometimes we do fellowship on a Sunday, just maybe it's at home more than with our church family. Where is that balance? But if it has to be on a Sunday, and and if you have to deny a, a fellowship meal, or a ball game, or another outing, you're, you got to know where that balance is. It is different for every family. But feel those needs. Check the health in your children. Stay in touch with them. Keep their hearts. <coughs> another question is, maybe we as adults are too busy talking about spiritual things, or good things, while our children are outside tearing down everything we are saying or misbehaving. And then persistent consistency in every part of our lives. What is that and what does that look like? Are we being consistent in what we are saying and what we are doing? And then here, later on here in 18, there in 7 it says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Saints, we're supposed to always pray, and sometimes we get tired of praying because the prayer we're praying does not seem to be answered. It seems it just takes too long. Lord, what are you doing? The thing that we need to realize is that on this earth, everything is related to time and a date. We look forward to this date, or we look forward to this time. And sometimes we struggle with God's timing because he don't have that clock. He has, I'd say in Psalms, Psalms 90, verse 4, it says, For a thousand years in thy sight are, but as yesterday, but when it is past, and as a watch in the night. And then 2 Peter 3.8, it says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. We can't imagine that. Because we would say a thousand years, that can be ten generations. If each of them lived to be a hundred, which normally they don't. But we say, well, that's, we can't even wrap our minds around it. But God, God does have perfect time, and he will be there for us. He knows what is what is best for us. I think I might have shared it not that too long ago. Uh, 
I had a piece at work that that I would lost that was a was a tip of our spray machine, and my coworker came and he said I lost that tip. Well, anyone that runs any paint gun or anything, if you don't have the tip, you can't spray. And uh, I said, well, Lord, can you can you help me find this? And I had to smile about two weeks ago when I was cleaning out underneath the table, and I would have said we cleaned it out then. There was a tip lying there. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, praise God, you answered a prayer. <laughs> now, we would have said, now, that wasn't in time. I needed it back then. But uh, it was his time. He still answered a prayer. He was faithful. So God's timing is not always our timing, but he does know what is best for us. Amen. And then there in uh, verse 8, it says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And that's a question question I want to kind of leave with you. Will he find faith when he returns? What is that faith? There in Matthew 8, 10b, uh, it says, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. As we can see, that man had faith, and that's the faith that we need to hang on to. Now, if we know God is God is faithful, are we are we going to be faithful like He is? And then also there, uh, Abraham says, "Will we like Abraham not stagger?" As in Romans Romans four twenty, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And that's the question I raise: Will we be like Abraham? And we won't stagger that He's going to be faithful, but that we're going to be. Be persistent and keep knocking on that door, and God does say that He will not He will not tarry, but He will avenge them speedily. So let's uh let's not grow weary in well doing. Let's keep knocking on that door. Keep praying to God and uh, He will answer our prayers the best that He knows what we need. Not always what we think we need, but what, what He knows what we need better. May the Lord bless you.